Hey, what's up? Thanks for tuning in. Today, we're going to talk about this little article that came out with the Brooklyn Borough president saying go back to Ohio, kind of what the implications are, what he meant by it, and how it kind of influences, you know, housing and politics and, and, and things in New York. If you like this, the podcast, like, subscribe in iTunes or Spotify. I also put video versions up on YouTube. And if you're looking to buy, sell, rent a house in New York, give me a call. I can help you out. If we're not the best person for the job, we have a huge network of real estate professionals to help you out, included that might be better fit for your area, what type of apartment you're doing. And if you're out of state or out of city, we do that too. We also have contractors, home inspectors, attorneys, lenders, groups of people. You can shop around. So full, full, full service. Hey, eh? right, I hope you liked the episode. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, what's up? Thanks for tuning in. Today's story, we're going to talk about Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adam tells NYC newcomers to, quote, go back to Ohio, go back to Iowa. Sorry, in reverse. Go back to Iowa, comma, you go back to Ohio. Now, I thought this was kind of funny because this is a classic phrase that, you know, New Yorkers or people say to people coming to New York if they aren't New York enough or something like that. But this was a speech he gave about gentrification in New York, specifically on MLK Day this past Monday. It's, I think it's January 20th, 21st, something like that. But he says, go back to Ohio, Iowa. You go back to Ohio. New York belongs to the people that were here and made New York City what it is, he said in remarks at the National Action Network's MLK celebration to cheers and applause. So Adams, he grew up in Brownsville, South Jamaica, Queens. He, I believe he's running for mayor right now, but he's the borough president and of Brooklyn. And uh, the whole message kind of was that he believes that new people coming to New York aren't appreciating it and they're not integrating with the community. And it's pushing out native New Yorkers who have been here forever and he doesn't agree with it, I guess. But Adams argues that the government only began looking at problems once places got gentrification, opioid overdoses, heroin, gun violence, the spread of you know people violence to other communities. But uh, I think this is kind of a bad approach to take when you're dealing with things like gentrification in a city. The city and like all places, belongs to whoever wants to go. We have laws in place that can't prevent people from moving to certain places. And yeah, it might be unfair if certain, if like the city takes care of problems once it gentrifies. Like I know like Spike Lee and someone had a issue with this, talking about like trash in certain neighborhoods. But the reality of the situation is when people move to places and the tax bills go up because things get more expensive. There's more sales at the local bodega. There's more real estate taxes because the property went up and it's been appraised. There's more income tax because people who live there make more money. There's more money to go around. And I don't know if it's directly, it should be directly correlated to that. Some people saying it has to do with, you know, what group you're in. But I think the attitude of 
telling people to go back to Ohio, to go back where they come from, doesn't work well in any city. And that just creates, especially as a public figure, it creates more of a division between groups of people living there saying that you know they don't appreciate it or they haven't been through the hard times to appreciate the city what it is but at the end of the day these people live there and they're they're now part of the community and yeah you know it's uh it's a tough situation because sometimes there is hard times to integrate it's it, um you know but i think that has a lot to do with you know maybe generational things with the internet but also Sometimes in New York, you're on top of people all the time. You don't necessarily make as much effort as you do with the person across the hall. And being a good neighbor is important. So he clarified it later, basically being that you're not involved in the community with like volunteering, um, going to the, the local shop versus like the Rite Aid or something like that. Uh, I think there's kind of a walk back. I think he was kind of going for a little shock and, um, you know, excitement and in his, his speech, maybe catering to a community that is experiencing it. And if you've been a part of it, it's a problem. You know, it's like if you're on a set income or you're on a pension or you're on retirement, uh, it's scary to think that you're that your apartment might go up or your house might go up or you might get bought, like forced to be bought out by developers. So I understand where it's going, but you know, in, in New York, we have a lot of laws to protect people. They're not always executed in the best fashion, uh, but we do have a very tenant-friendly legal system, which is good. But the, the mayor, Adam, I mean, sorry, Adams, the, uh, the, the mayoral candidate, uh, he, he got a lot of flack because he accepts a lot of donations from massive developers, right? So People like Two Trees, who built some of the biggest places in Dumbo. They built the Domino Water, uh, Domino Sugar Factory site downtown. They basically redid all of uh, Dumbo, um, and they are also looking in the Gowanus right now to take over Nika Housing. And you know, I think that you, you need to get a a good balance between the government regulation, private interest building, and not holding them people back. To, to, to allow gender to, to allow building to help everybody live there and like if you listen to some of my old episodes you, you'll know a lot of it has to do with just the incentives to build are just for high-end apartments and that's just not sustainable over time okay uh, I think in New York we have a lot of red tape for developers to build and maybe if it was made it easier to build cheaper to build had more flexibility with the zoning, um, and maybe had some requirements to 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 have people build that could help. We have things like HDFC with like income restricted, but problem with those is that you can your income can go up and you stay there, and then you have preserved housing, which is you know I think it's good that everyone has preserved housing, but having things like citywide or nationwide uh, rent regulation is just not a good idea. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people's net worth and fortunes are tied up in real estate value and not actual cash and you need you know there's a lot of people's plans and buying something to have it a larger cash flow later but de blasio he kind of responded and said the mayor doesn't agree with how it was said but the borough president voiced a very real frustration 
You gotta improve affordability in this city to ensure New Yorkers can stay in the city that they love. It's true, uh, and and make sure that it's a, a a place that people want to live and it's safe. They pick up the trash, and you know that's uh, you know everyone has a right to be in New York. That's kind of one of the charms about New York is that you can come here from Ohio or whatever and work hard, find a job. There's always a job somewhere. It just might not be the job you want, and make it. So uh, I think that maybe this, I, I get the sentiment where he's coming from, but maybe not the best way to do it. Um, but it's interesting. Like I'm, there's, always, there's always this balance of you need housing. There's a nationwide housing crunch. There's a big housing crunch in New York. How do you build it? How do you keep the people there? Like, for instance, things like the, the Williamsburg waterfront. Yeah, there was residents there, but a lot of it was zoned commercial into residential and then now you, you're not displacing as many people there's a big controversy in sunset park now about rezoning that area possibly putting lots of residential there um and that'd be good because you're not displacing people who already have houses there you're adding to empty swaths of land but that's getting harder and harder in new york and major cities as populations go up and anything last about this one you know, it's uh, also, it's, um, it's, it's all, you know, and if you're moving to an area to has a place that you might feel there's tensions with gentrification, it's, you know, it's, it's about not drawing lines between groups of people and just being people and try to integrate. Um, you know, even where I live, I live in an area that, um, maybe it has a lot of like rent re regulation stuff. People have been here a while. Um, and some, there are some animosities about people raising the rent. But it's all about also being a good neighbor. Uh, I definitely, for me, for sure, the first year I was here, I didn't really integrate as much as I should just because some of the, one of the neighbors pissed me off because they're loud or they leave the trash out or something like that. Just like stupid little things. Um, valid things, but just uh, maybe a little over overreaction to it. But And then you become neighbors and you become friends. And, uh, you know, the neighbor who I... Actually, I actually hit his car, and that's actually, and I had to go knock on his door to, you know, amend the situation. That's how we became buds. Now we're friends. And even this, this is actually a, a side note, kind of tragic, but even my next door neighbor, she was an older lady. She ended up last week having a heart attack and passing away. I ended up helping her. She didn't make it. It was really unfortunate. Um, but I would have never. You know, and then it kind of, you, you know, when someone passes away, you kind of take for granted. Maybe I should spend more time with them. It should have been nice. We were friends. We were lovely. I, I helped her out all the time because she was kind of elderly. Um, but, you know, it was kind of cool because it was like that was a relationship that I had that I would have never had if I didn't live in New York. And, you know, it, even when she was sick, uh, she was sick and ended up passing away. Like the neighbors came together. The neighborhood came together to help her at that time. And... Also, at the passing, I went to the passing. Like, I don't really know the old school people in the neighborhood as much. I know a few of them, not all of them, but everyone from the block came out. All these people I didn't see. You know, I've seen around the block but never really met or been involved, like, you know, you know, had long conversations with, um, came out. So it was kind of an interest. I just wanted to talk about this go back to Ohio thing and then how it got integrated with my own life and, uh, you know, uh, Maybe it's a, and then that's kind of like a message to try to be more involved. Maybe get involved like a sports team. I did that one year with Brooklyn Lacrosse. It was a great experience. I didn't do it forever, but you make you make new friends that you would have never had 
And in New York, maybe hopefully, you know, Cuomo just put out his new budget. There's been a lot of changing in the housing in New York. But hopefully maybe Adams, uh, if he does win uh, the mayor of New York, maybe he will make, if he's, you know, if he cares about the community like he says he does, but then he also is friendly with like, you know, private developer interests, maybe he can strike a good balance between the private and public sector and keeping housing affordable in our city. Okay, that's it. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. If you like this podcast, like, subscribe in iTunes. It's also on YouTube at Marcus Amadeus. The podcast is Ask Amadeus. And I'm a real estate professional in New York. This is the business stuff. If you're looking to buy, sell, rent in the city, tri-state or in the nation or nationwide, I can personally help you with my team. We also have a network of individuals in the attorneys, lending, home inspectors, contractors, you name it, one-stop shop, full service, real estate. I'm happy to help you. So just message me, DM me on Instagram, YouTube, or just uh, look me up, Marcus Schott. You can find my phone number. I'm not going to put it on here. But I'll talk to you soon. Enjoy. Have a good day. Bye.